Did the Denver Broncos nail their NFL free agency moves to a point where they are much better going into this season than they were last year? That's something that Sarah Bettinger and myself, we grade the Broncos free agency moves with Broncos Country on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome to a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for tuning in and making Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Make sure you subscribe or you follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert predominantlyorange.com. We're going to go through here an NFL free agency, and we're going to grade the initial signings on paper. Did the Denver Broncos get much better this upcoming season with the moves that they made? We're going to play that game here and make sure you follow along and you drop your grades. If you're listening to your favorite audio podcasting platform, tweet us your thoughts as well. If you're watching on YouTube, comment it down below. Sarah, my man, let's uh, let's get started. I mean, the Broncos made some big moves in NFL free agency. I think the biggest question we have to ask ourselves here, will it make them better in 2023? And the trenches is the first part we're going to address. And specifically, we're going to address Mike McGlinchey, which I think this signing, Cody, has been maybe the most controversial so far for the Denver Broncos in terms of, I mean, you could look at a number of other players that the team didn't sign and certainly argue that there have been other more controversial moves. But I think the signing of Mike McGlinchey has been the number one most debated move that the Broncos made. And my grade, I'm just going to throw it out there. My grade is a B and here's why I think the Broncos got better at the right tackle position. Obviously you look at the revolving door that it has been at that spot the last handful of years. I think Mike McGlinchey brings a level of consistency. And I know that we don't really bring up PFF grades and stuff like that on this show very often, Cody, but I think when it comes to when it comes to offensive line play, it can give us at least a, you know, at least a starting point to talk about, right? So I I'm I can't sit here and say I've watched every 49ers game over the last five years and I've been evaluating McGlinchey specifically. But over the last three seasons, he's graded out at and from pro football focus, Cody, he was 19th in 2020 out of all tackles, out of 79 tackles, 43rd out of 83 tackles in 2021, 35th out of 81 tackles in 2022. So I see a lot of outrage over a move that to me seems pretty solid. I mean, it's not it's not like, a, oh my gosh, the Broncos just signed Trent Williams from the 49ers. Like he's the best tackle maybe of modern football history, but Mike McGlinchey's a solid player, a former first-round pick. He get after it in the run game, may have a few penalties, may have a few lapses in pass protection. But look, I think the Broncos have a much better offensive system in place, coaches in place to help him continually succeed and maybe mitigate those weaknesses, which the 49ers – Quite frankly, they did, Cody. They were fifth best in the NFL in sacks allowed last season as a team. So to me, I am going with a B grade for this one. I think the outrage over Mike McGlinchey is, quite frankly, quite a bit silly. 
I gave this one a B grade as well. And here's my thoughts, right? You you look at the free agency market. We even talked about this in some episodes leading up to the start of it. Is that, okay, hey, unless some guys get released, there aren't going to be very many great options at the tackle position, specifically at right tackle, right? And then Orlando Brown Jr. came available and everyone's like, hey, he's going to be, he signed him to be the right tackle. They're, he's not going to play right tackle. He That's why he wanted to trade out of Baltimore is because he wanted to play left tackle in the NFL. So uh, Orlando Brown would have been a nice addition for Denver. I know that Jawan Taylor was a was an option. He's going to be playing left tackle, though, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So would he have played right tackle for Denver? I, I don't know. So it's like I feel like when you look at Mike McGlinchey, he brings a certain style of toughness to the table, right? And I think that you can make the argument going back and watching film. You know, there's I think he holds his own really well against some power rushers, but then you have some speed rushers. You know, that's where he kind of gets caught a little bit. I think the offensive system will be everything, though, for the Broncos. And while this is a B for both you and I right now on paper, we're going to regrade these things once the regular season rolls around, maybe at the bye week, grading the, the free agency signings so far, how they've played. So there's still a lot. Like, we have to see the regular season, which now transitions us to our next trench addition here. And that is Ben Powers, who's coming in at left guard to replace Dalton Reisner. I gave this one an A- minus because, look, the left guard position for Denver the last couple of years is... It hasn't been good. Ben Powers, when you watch him on tape, he's so consistent. He's not the most athletic offensive guard, but man, I think he's disciplined. He approaches with great technique. And when he pulls, he takes really tight angles to get his guy to kick him out. And it opens up opportunities, opens up holes. He does his job to a T. I like the Ben Powers one. I do too, Cody. I didn't know what to expect from the Broncos at the guard position. We we figured Dalton Reisner was going to be leaving. And by the way, as as of the time we're recording this, he still hasn't signed anywhere, which is pretty shocking. I think we we all thought he was going to have a fairly strong market, despite maybe not necessarily playing as well as we hoped these last couple of years in Denver. Still figured some team would be like, hey, look, he started for four years. But this is about Ben Powers, obviously. I gave this an A grade. I like this move, Cody, a lot. I really like the fact that he comes from an offense where man, they were so efficient in the passing game. And yet he, I know he's not necessarily known for his run blocking, uh, but man, they run the ball a lot in Baltimore. So, I mean, he's going to have plenty of experience with whatever the Broncos are calling there offensively and specifically in pass protection. I think he gave a quick little interview with, uh, with Sidney Jones over there at the Denver Broncos, you know, official team media. And he was just, he was a man of few words there, but he said, you know, he really takes pride in protecting that quarterback and he wants to make sure that they get hit as, you know, least as possible. And he certainly did that in Baltimore. I believe he gave up one hit last, all of last season, Cody. I mean, he's just a, he's very, very good in his job at protecting the quarterback. So I think when you talk about where the Broncos have been weak in the last couple of years, I think up the middle, the the pressure up the middle at the worst possible times has has killed how many third down plays, how many, you know, momentum, uh, how many drives with momentum have the Broncos had where, OK, the the first play in opponent's territory, you're now all of a sudden out of field goal range because Chris Jones or somebody comes up that, you know, the middle of the offensive line and just wrecks a play. The Broncos needed to get better on the interior offensive line. And I think they got the best interior lineman maybe in this free agency class in Ben Powers. So I really like this move, Coach. 
We're eager to hear what Broncos country has to think. Now let's switch gears to the defensive side of the ball in terms of the trenches. Zach Allen, you and I both gave this one an A grade. I'm going to be quick with my thoughts on it. I think he brings a high motor to the table. I mean, when you really watch him on tape, this is a guy who's relentless, right? And I I like to make the comparison to Max Crosby. Not saying he's going to be the next Max Crosby, but I watch a guy who is disciplined. He's watching that ball. Once it's snapped, it's just 110 miles an hour, and he cuts in side. He's physical. He's got violent hands and he's always trying to get after the quarterback. To me, 25 pressures in 13 games, missing four of those games due to injury. Five and a half sacks. This is a guy who's trending upward. He's going to make the Broncos better on the defensive line. This great, uh, this player signing gets an A from me as well, Cody. Zach Allen, I think that the importance here when you lose Draymond Jones to free agency, you can't just necessarily go out and go the budget route or you can't just say, hey, we drafted this guy in round four last year. He's going to step up. No, you go out and you make a pretty big, bold move to get somebody like Zach Allen, especially the fact that he excelled in Vance Joseph's defense these last couple years. We'll see what he can bring to the table as far as, and is he going to go out and make those big splash plays? plays like Draymond Jones did, you know, as a pass rusher, being consistent in that area. I really think he's going to, Cody. I really think he's going to be that guy that ends up being the maybe the best value. We talk about, you know, in free agency, you overpay a lot of times. I think that you're getting your money's worth here with Zach Allen at roughly $15 million per season. I think that it's an important signing given Draymond Jones left. And I think the Broncos got themselves a really good player here. I give this an A grade. The Broncos made some big splashes in the first initial wave of NFL free agency on the trenches. They also made some under-the-radar moves as well. We're going to hand out our grades for that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook, and the tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. What were some of the the under-the-radar moves the Broncos made in NFL free agency? Did they make the Broncos better on paper? Will it translate into on-field success? These are the questions we ask on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. We just want to say thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Make sure you share your grades with us on YouTube, or you can tweet us on Twitter at CodyWorkNFL at Sir Bettinger, at Locked On. Broncos continuing the conversation here. We talked about the big splashes. Let's talk about some of the under-the-radar moves for Denver. Now, this is one that you and I have openly described as we were a little surprised that this move happened, and it was Jarrett Stidham, backup quarterback behind Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos in Sean Payton's first year as a head coach. To me, this is just on paper, right? These are grades that we said we're going to grade them now, and then we're going to grade them at the midway point of the season once the regular season comes around. 
I gave this one kind of a C grade because Stidham doesn't have a large body of work. And so you're banking on a lot for a guy who might have to step in in the event Russell Wilson gets hurt. I know he had that game against the 49ers where he lit up the NFL's number one defense for three touchdowns, but they didn't win any of those games that he started. So can you win with a guy like Jared Stidham? To me, that's why I gave this one a C. And I'm open. I'm open to waiting and seeing if it is a move that does pay off for Denver. I think that's fair, Cody. I really do. And I think a lot of listeners will agree with you on that one. I gave this one a B. Here's what my tiers would be. Tier number one would have been like Sam Darnold. He signed with San Francisco, I think, for like, what, $4.5 million or $3.5 million, something, something really low, which I think is understandable. He, a player like that would have been my A tier, right? Sam Darnold, a young guy. Kind of I talked about this in previous episodes and go back and find some of these if you want to hear kind of the rationale for this. But a contingency guy with with some upside. You know, he's only 24. 25 going on 26 something like that baker mayfield somebody somebody like that in that spot would have been an a grade for me and like a c grade or lower for me would have been like what the carolina panthers did or the houston texans did case keenum andy dalton those types of guys that like it's like okay yeah we get it we know who these guys are the b tier is somebody like stidham who like you said he's unproven but there's a little bit of that upside there, right? It's not like he was a former top five pick like Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield, but he's a talented guy. You're trusting in your pro scouting department. You're trusting a lot in Sean Payton and obviously Davis Webb, your new quarterbacks coach, Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. You're, you're getting all these heads together and you're saying, hey, what do we want in the backup quarterback position? Because this is a guy that not only if Russ goes down with injury, but let's say we have to you know, make a big move in 2024 this is the guy that's probably going to be starting for you or possibly going to be starting for you and we want to give him the shot to do it Stidham is very interesting from that perspective isn't he it's a very different signing when you paint it as well he's not just Russell Wilson's backup he might be the plan if if things with Russ go really south so very very interesting signing to me Cody I'm giving it a B because I liked what we saw last year I liked Stidham coming out of the draft but now it's going to be a matter of can he put things together in preseason tape, training camp. We, we've talked about this off the air, but we're, we're already calling our shot that we're going to start hearing some of the talking heads saying, oh, my gosh, Jarrett Stidham was so much better than Russell Wilson at training camp practice day four or whatever it is. You know, is there a controversy? It's not like that, but I think it's a B grade. I like the move. I don't love it necessarily. Well, now let's transition to the running back position here. Samaj P. Ryan and what I feel like is probably the most under-the-radar impact move that Denver made in NFL free agency. I gave this one a grade. I think he offers, as we've talked about here on the show, when the signing happened, not only can he impact you as a rusher, not only can he impact you as a receiver, not only can he impact you in terms of pass protection, he is an all-around tailback, and he's physical. I mean, he's only an inch taller than me, right? I'm 5'10". He's 5'11". He's got a lot of muscle to him. He embraces physicality. I mean, I even saw somebody share a clip over the weekend of him and pass protection against Micah Parsons one-on-one where he did a really good job. Lateral step was able to move with him. So, you know, when Denver does face some of these teams with athletic edge rushers and they want to pin the running back out a little bit and in terms of extra protection, I like that idea. Samaj P. Ryan is a huge value. Is he going to be the guy that's going to start for Denver? Pro- probably not, but he has the opportunity to do so. He's probably got the opportunity to get more playing time 
in Denver than he got in Cincinnati. And he actually played quite a bit for me on paper. I give this one an A grade. I give it an A grade as well, Cody. And here's one of the biggest reasons why he's been in the NFL since 2017, right? He was a fourth round pick of Washington back in that time. He only has 502 total touches in his entire NFL career up to this point. He's 27. He'll be 28 in September. But look, you don't find a lot of 28 year old running backs in the NFL that only have 500 touches. You know, you just don't. So the the wear and tear is that what really concerns people, I think, a, a lot of times about free agent running backs. Samaj P. Ryan, as physical of a brand of football as he plays, he doesn't have a ton of wear and tear. He doesn't have a ton of touches on his you know on his resume but this past season 133 obviously played a big role for Cincinnati but not too big in, in terms of I mean he had 681 yards from scrimmage six total touchdowns that six total touchdowns by the way was the best of his career four of them came as a receiver and I think that right there is where he's going to make his hay in Denver 38 receptions four of them being for a touchdown this past season I really like this signing for the Denver Broncos. And hey, Samaj P. Ryan probably going to get more action in the passing game than Chris Manhurts, the tight end the team signed to a two-year deal. Now, I mean, Denver kind of signed two tight ends, right? I mean, some of the conversation here, you talk about Chris Manhurts coming over from the Jacksonville Jaguars, 24 career catches for him. And then Lil Jordan Humphrey, who a lot of people are saying could be playing some tight end in a receiving role there. He Obviously, there's a lot of depth at wide receiver. He was a wide receiver. He's designated as a wide receiver, but he could be playing tight end, could be making a transition, something to keep an eye on. In terms of Manhurts, I'm giving this a B because when you go and you watch his tape, he's a technician. He's a fundamental specialist when it comes to block. He's going to add a dynamic to the Broncos run game that they haven't had at the tight end position, I'd say in several years in terms of a guy who just embraces physicality, understands how to pin and leverage guys. To me, I give this one a B grade. And then the little Jordan Humphrey one, I'm going to give that one a B grade as well. Obviously, some former familiarity with Sean Payton. What are your thoughts on these two guys here? I went with B plus on both of these moves, Cody. I think that these two guys are going to be doing a lot of underrated things. You're probably not going to see a thousand yards from either of these guys. You're probably not going to see 50 catches from either of these guys, but you might see a play or two every week where you're just like, dang, like that, that run doesn't happen without Chris Manhurts or, or that, you know, passing play that doesn't happen without this really good, just like little Jordan Humphrey coming underneath and really getting his shoulder into a guy on a crossing pad or something. You know what I'm saying? Just the little things doing the little things. I like that. These guys have come in. They know the system. They know Sean Payton. They're going to bring a, a level of physicality, going to give you some more size to your offense there. And I like what these two guys do as, in terms of just their specific skill sets, right? Lil Jordan Humphrey does a great job using his size as a receiver and after the catch. And then Chris Manhurts does a great job of utilizing his frame as not just a run blocker, not just being physical in that area, but this guy can really protect as a pass protector. So you go into 12 personnel, you're going to be keeping defenses honest because they're not going to know which way you're going there so i love these two moves honestly cody I'm, I'm very intrigued not quite the a grade because you know i love me some foster moreau i would love to see the broncos go after some more receivers but i think that these two guys very interesting moves and two guys that could do the little things really well all throughout the season 
Denver made some more moves, including bringing a key guy back who played on special teams, played on defense last season. We're going to grade those signings as well in today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Built Bar and Built. The Built March Madness bracket is here, and we know you have a favorite bar or favorite puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites today, and when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered directly to your door every single month. And you've got to try Built, the best protein bar ever. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're high in protein, low in sugar, and it is real chocolate there. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. The major moves of NFL free agency have come and gone. Any signings that happen now for the Denver Broncos will more than likely add to depth or be key guys re-signing on one-year deals. Outside of that, I don't expect the Broncos to make any more big splashes. So we're going to go through and grade the initial wave of NFL free agency. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, we appreciate you so much. We want to know what your grades are. So as you're watching or listening to the show, make sure you comment on YouTube or you can Tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. The big news, the one that I was probably the most excited about outside of Denver upgrading the trenches on the offensive side of the ball, I felt like it was important, right? We talked about Draymond Jones' priority number one coming into free agency. Below that was Alex Singleton. Well, Denver brought Alex Singleton back. He signed a three-year deal to remain with the team. To me, I think with the value he offers you on special teams, the value he offers you defensively, he is more than likely going to start next to Josie Jewell this upcoming season in Vance Joseph's defense. He is an impact player, not only just on the field, but he means a lot inside that locker room, talking to guys and what he does in the community, I think is super important to me. This is the one grade that I handed out that got an A plus, in my opinion, bringing Alex Singleton back. I like that a lot. I think you're absolutely right too, Cody, when you talk about all the different things that he brings to the table. I gave this signing an A. I think definitely it makes sense to bring Singleton back from just a lot of different vantage points, right? When you're talking about on the field, I think he paired really well with Josie Jewell. I think the fact that he signed for basically less than what you pay sixth, seventh round draft picks last season, he came in, he did his thing on special teams when he needed to. He filled in for Josie Jewell as an injury replacement early in the season. Then he slides over and fills in for Jonas Griffith. So you got a lot of different factors leading the team at tackles. I like that the Broncos were able to reward Singleton with that three-year, $18 million deal after he signed kind of a one-year flyer in free agency. And a lot of people had kind of written that signing off, including myself, you know, just kind of saying, well, he's a special teams guy. If you need him to start, that's probably not a great situation. Well, it ended up being a pretty great situation for him, for the Broncos, for all of us. I think I'm excited to see these two guys together again. Some continuity there at the linebacker position in Singleton. He's just a uh, he plays at you know a thousand miles an hour. He's just such a he's such an instinctive kind of guy, and you love seeing that from your two inside linebackers those both excel at playing with instincts more so than it's not about the high ras score 
with with Alex Singleton or Josie Jewell. These guys just they just know how to play. They know where to be at the right times. They attack with with confidence, and you love to see that. That's why I think this is an A grade. It's a really really good signing on a three year deal. Good structure for the team. Good value for the team. Good value for Singleton. I think just all around, it's a really good move. Well, let's go to now a special teams edition. Ryan talked about not only just special teams edition, defensive back edition as well. And that's Tremont Smith, who's coming over from the Houston Texans, had two interceptions last season, but is mainly going to be an option. Only a guy who could contribute depth-wise at corner, but primarily he's going to be competing for the starting kick return and punt return job. He's shown explosiveness there. He's shown reliability in fielding the football. He has one career kick return for a touchdown. Uh, What were your thoughts on this one? Because while it didn't necessarily move the needle, I think you get an experienced guy who's now considered a veteran in the NFL at a special team side of the ball that needs more guys like that. I gave this one a B. I gave it a B as well. I think it's a solid move. I think you go get a guy that can contribute in the return game, that can contribute in other phases of special teams as well, gives you some outside corner depth, gives you the opportunity to really just buy into Damari Mathis, right? I think that's what this move signaled to me is that the Broncos don't necessarily feel like they need to go out and get another starter uh, in free agency at the cornerback position. Buy into Damari Mathis, maybe use one of your third round picks on the cornerback position or a fourth or whatever, but buy into Damari Mathis. He just got a huge performance bonus, Cody, almost 500K for starting 11 games last year. So I think you bring in a guy like Tremont Smith, gives you depth there, gives you the option to buy into another young player, gives you a good option in the returning game. It's going to push Montreal, Washington, obviously. So I think this is exciting. I think it gives you, if, if it makes special teams better, I think the Broncos needed that almost more than anything, right? That the special teams has been anything but special the last handful of seasons. I mean, they need that. You know, we talked about how excited we were that a saying Bassey, PJ Locker returning. We talked about that on yesterday's episode, Locked on Broncos. I think it's important to highlight you have to have veteran guys there. And I'd say the, the biggest issue for Denver on special teams for the last three or four or five seasons has been they've had nothing but youth, right? But you can grow guys into becoming very good special teams players. I mean, look at the Matthew Slaters of the world still playing in the NFL for the New England Patriots. I mean, he is, when you talk about a key special teams player, he is the epitome. You look up core four special teams guy, obviously Matthew Slater, his name is on the list. And you want to grow guys into having that potential, right? When you go through Pro Bowl voting that, hey, this is a Pro Bowl selection here on special teams. Guys like P.J. Locke are that. He's saying Bassey are that. You know, I think it's important to, to be able to get guys like that. And Tremont Smith can offer value to that. Now, as we've all seen, the Broncos have transitioned. Their whole entire philosophy so far on the offensive side of the ball appears to be we're going to pound the rock down the throats of opposing defenses. You, you made the additions on the offensive line, in which we talked about. You added a running back, but you also added a fullback as well. And you added a fullback who has some intel on your AFC West division rival who you have not beaten since 2015 and he's got Super Bowl experience as well Michael Burton I graded this one as a B plus I think he's done a tremendous job leading through the hole there's been times where the Chiefs would even give him the ball and he'd score touchdowns in games as well as a potential rushing option in short yarded situations he is a guy that I think when you look at the fullback position to a definition he is still one of the guys that upholds that modern name of being a true fullback in the National Football League 
And that's one of the reasons I'm giving this an A grade. I, I love the Broncos going back to that. I love the fact of what you mentioned. You get a guy from the Kansas City Chiefs kind of completing the Broncos have poached from every division rival in the 2023 offseason, talking specifically about Jarrett Stidham coming from the Raiders, Joe Lombardi and other assistants coming from the Los Angeles Chargers. And here you got Michael Burton coming from the Kansas City Chiefs. Kind of like to see the Broncos going after some some people in the division that can help them right now. Michael Burton mentioned it when he did his interview with the Denver Broncos media team, Cody. He's not just going to be that hard-nosed fullback for you, but he's also going to upgrade your special teams. I love that. I think the Broncos needed more guys that can come in and do that, do those little things well. Again, we talk about the little Jordan Humphrey, the Chris Manhurts of the world. These types of moves, they may not be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go buy this guy's jersey, but on Sunday you're going to be glad that your team has them because they're going to make a big play on special teams. They're going to do a little thing well that hasn't been done well. Remember Vic Fangio infamously said when he was hired in 2019, death by inches, he, oh, he coined that phrase. <laughs> you know, the, I think this is like the Broncos kind of fulfilling the prophecy of not dying a death by inches, right? You're bringing in a lot of players who do these little things well. And I think that's what you need more so than anything, more so than a coach uh, or a coaching staff like Vic Fangio and his staff, more so than those guys coming in and just being like, we're going to preach death by inches and we're going to show you how to not die a death by inches. I think now you've got players who are going to actually do that, who are going to actually do those little things well, do their, their pros at their specific jobs. And I think the Broncos did a good job of identifying those kind of little things that they need to get better at. And Michael Burton, to circle it all back around, is one guy that I think is going to be really good at doing a lot of those little things well. Broncos country, we've gone over all the major free agency signings for the Denver Broncos here on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you take some time to type out a comment down below. List all the players' names that we described and give us your grades. We're eager to hear your thoughts on what grades you're handing out for some of the Broncos free agency signings. You can also, if you're listening in your favorite audio podcasting platform, you can tweet us your grades as well at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. The train continues all throughout this week. While the Denver Broncos may not be as active as they were last week, we'll have you covered every step of the way here. Locked on Broncos. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. We appreciate you so much for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.